Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Top Docs Radio. Brought to you by Hyperbaric Physicians of Georgia, a comprehensive wound resolution and UHMS accredited hyperbaric medicine practice with four offices to serve you. Find us on the web at www.hbomdga.com. Facebook and Twitter at HBOMDGA. Hey, what's up, everyone? It is CW. Thank you for checking out the Top Docs Radio Show. On this week's episode, we have a special edition of our series with Medical Association of Georgia. Last Wednesday afternoon was the Physicians at the Capitol event put on by Medical Association of Georgia with a great turnout this time. And in the studio, we had an opportunity to sit down with two of the attendees, physicians who had traveled to Atlanta for the event, orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Jim Barber, and an ophthalmologist, Dr. Bill Clark, who's been in the field for over 30 years. They stopped by to talk about the physician's leadership Academy. And this is an educational offering put forth by the Medical Association of Georgia to take nominated candidates through this training that lasts about a year and empowers the physician with communication skills and experience to be better able to interact with municipal and county leaders as well as state and federal legislators to be able to be effective in talking about how proposed and, and enacted legislation affects healthcare and patient outcomes. Clearly vital skills in today's healthcare legislative climate. As two nominees who successfully completed the Georgia Physicians Leadership Academy, both Dr. Barber and Dr. Clark, each had much to say about the value of this program and the wealth of knowledge that it imparts to the candidates who get the chance to actually go through this program. Stick around. I got the full conversation with Dr. Jim Barber and Dr. Bill Clark talking Georgia Physicians Leadership Academy at the Medical Association of Georgia. Coming up next. Good afternoon, everyone. It is C.W. Hall here on a special edition of Top Docs Radio in continuation of our series with the Medical Association of Georgia. Had the opportunity today to grab a couple of the members of Medical Association of Georgia who were in town for the Physicians at the Capitol Day today. And uh, from what I understand, they had a pretty good contingent of physicians show up and be seen and heard at the Capitol today. And in studio with me today have Dr. Jim Barber, and he is an orthopedic surgeon uh, from Coffee County. And then, of course, we have Dr. Bill Clark, who is an ophthalmologist from Waycross, sitting with me in the studio. We're going to talk a little bit about the Georgia Physicians Leadership Academy that the Medical Association of Georgia offers its members. So, gentlemen, thanks for taking some time out of your afternoon. I know you're in a, in a bit of a time crunch, so we're pleased to get to talk to you a little bit about your experience with this uh, offering to uh, your, your members. Thank you so much for having us. So for the folks who aren't familiar with you and your practice, let's take a couple of minutes and just tell folks how you got into medicine and chose the career path that you're on, and then we'll kind of get down into the Physicians Leadership Academy. Sure, CW. I'm Bill Clark from Waycross. I, I grew up in Waycross. My father was an ophthalmologist, and I knew for sure that I would never be an ophthalmologist, and I would certainly never practice medicine in Waycross. So new right. So I, I learned at that point to be very careful what you think you know, because you really may not know it at all. As I went through school, it just became obvious that I really wanted to be a physician, though not an ophthalmologist, until I had an ophthalmology residency, or rather, uh, rotation in medical school. Just fell in love with it. I'm so happy to be back there and be practicing and, and be working as well with the Medical Association of Georgia. How about you? Uh, my name is Jim Barber. I'm an orthopedic surgeon in Douglas, Georgia, and I ended up with this dream career just by dumb luck. I went to Georgia Tech and studied computer science because I thought that's what I really wanted to do. 
and uh, found out along the way that I really wanted to help people more directly in a science field, in a medical field, and I wanted to be a doctor. So I ended up uh, finishing computer science, but then going to medical school and and I am so fortunate and thankful that that path found its way to me. Now, is there a particular facet of orthopedics that you focus on? There's not. I'm a general orthopedic surgeon, just whatever that, that comes in the door. And it, as long as it's easy, I'm happy. <clears throat> is there a particular area around the, that, you know, types of cases that really interest you then when they come in that you uh, get kind of excited about? Truly, uh, I see head to toe, you know, top to bottom. There isn't really a specific area. Um, there's things that clearly I, I cannot take care of where I live, and, and I send out quite a bit that I'm unable to take care of. But uh, anything that, that I can help people with, I'm, I'm very pleased to do so. And Dr. Clark, I'm sure you've seen some interesting things in ophthalmology. What's, what's something that you find when you're treating patients that cases that really kind of interest you about what you're doing? Interestingly, my experience is very similar. I'm a general ophthalmologist, so we see everything from very young newborn children to folks in their 80s and 90s. Mm -hmm. And I must tell you that one of the things that is most remarkable to me, especially seeing people that at an older age uh, and having done cataract surgery on them, say, is how much sharper they can become after they're able to see the world more clearly and there are many people who have a you know, very vibrant, active minds um, into their 80s and 90s. And it's been a really um, wonderful experience for me to be able to help them in, actually enjoy a better quality of life mm -hmm. uh, as things have gone forward. And I would imagine that, well, for both of you, really, but practicing for 30 years, I would imagine that you've seen a fair amount of technology change oh. the way that you do what you do with the eye. Oh, incredible. Incredible. Just, just the surgical techniques. We've, we've evolved now into surgical procedures where we don't use sutures at all to close wounds. And many times we're able to use lasers without having to use, you know, surgical steel. So it's been a it's been a, a, a wonderful lifelong educational process for all of us in our in all of our different professions. I feel. Well, it's been a, a treat to get to meet you all. Well, talk to the folks about what the Physicians Leadership Academy is, tr is trying to accomplish. Absolutely. Um, our goal is to really help doctors who are ready to become more involved, become the very best leaders that they can, and in that way to impact the healthcare system in, in a very positive way. Our, our program developed in, 19, I rest in 2007, at the end of my year as president of the Medical Association of Georgia, um, we were able to develop uh, for, and, and recruit the very first class of physicians who wanted to go through this unique program, and it's been evolving ever since then. Talk about, as far as leadership, what are we talking about with regards to the physicians in the community and, and being a part of this to advance in that way? What are we talking about? Well, the GPLA, as we call it, has a, has a unique focus on developing leadership qualities in people who want to be leaders within organized medical associations, okay. like county medical societies or medical specialty societies or the medical association itself. And as such, our, our curriculum kind of focuses on three main areas, which include enhancing communication skills, being able to speak better to the public or to legislators, um, it, being able to develop expertise in conflict negotiation. I think it's probably not generally known or appreciated, but even doctors don't always disagree with each other and medical associations don't always agree with each other. But it's important for us to come together and settle our own conflicts so that when we go to the public, we can we can present a truly united and agreed upon uh, presentation. And then lastly, um, and probably most importantly, is increased advocacy skills. 
I think it's common for doctors especially to feel like they're very well trained and they've got a, a lot of education and we need to put that to work on behalf of curing our individual patients but we really do not receive very much training at all on how to be an effective ag- advocate, whether mm-hmm. that's at the legislative uh, area or even in local communities. And that's something we have to provide extra training for. You have to go out and learn how to do that. It's not a natural skill. And this is something that our program has been focusing on over the last uh, eight or nine years. We're on our eighth class now. And very, very gratified to see the number of physicians who feel that they have uh, received uh, appropriate and validated training and are ready to to move forward and, and do great things. And of course, Dr. Barber looks you know fairly young. So as far as the age and in, in terms of their professional careers, where do you see it? Is it pretty much across the board, newer as well as more established physicians coming to take part in the Leadership Academy? Great question. This is certainly not a Young Physicians Academy. Mm-hmm. What we find is that it will take any leader, any mag, any physician who's a member of the Medical Association of Georgia who is ready to learn enhanced leadership skills at any level in their career. And as long as they go through the nomination and selection process appropriately, we have them. So we'll have people who will have gone straight out of medical school, gone to a community, had a, had a, a spouse and children, raised them up, be involved in baseball and soccer and, you know, Rotary Club. And then after their last uh, child goes off to college, they may stick their head up and say, OK, now I'm ready to do something else. And if it's become actively involved in organized medicine, that's exactly when they're ready, perhaps, to to consider going through the Georgia Physicians Leadership Academy. And over the last year, as I've been doing different topics with Medical Association of Georgia, clearly the legislative landscape has changed a lot in the last couple of years to uh, affect the the healthcare space and, 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 and of course, obviously, physician practice. Uh, what's in it for the physicians, patients in their community when they're participating in, in gaining these skills, do you think? Well... Our opinion is that, in general, all levels of healthcare teams should be led by physicians, whether it's in the treatment of the patients or whether it's in developing policy that affects patients. And uh, many of our many of our students who are in their classes will have they all have a personal leadership project, which often will directly affect individual patients or groups of patients and communities. Examples may include. Um, free development of free healthcare clinics as a project or community-wide health programming or the development of the medical home concept, which was uh, developed in Georgia several years ago with, with uh, some members of our class. And, and these projects will, will directly benefit both individual patients and kind of the community as a whole, but it benefits the, the person going through the class, not just through the, edu- through the, um, execution of the project, but we feel it enhances their leadership skills, just literally designing the project and then uh, finding allies and sponsors to help it go forward. And then finally, uh, to feeling that the project has been successfully concluded within a certain time period. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned the fact, obviously, being a member of the Medical Association of Georgia, any other particular um, must-haves for someone to qualify to be a member of the Physician Leadership Academy? Yes. Uh, because Another great question. Because our, our academy focuses on leadership skills for doctors who will lead associations, doctors cannot nominate themselves. Nominations can only come from organizations or associations or societies that are 
recognized by MAG, for instance, uh, the Ware County Medical Society, Medical Association of Atlanta, district medical societies, um, any medical specialty society that works within the medical association. The, there's an association called Georgia Association of Physicians of Indian Origin who have uh, put many members through our classes. So as long as you're nominated by a group and certified as an, as an emerging leader of that particular group, then you're considered eligible to be nominated and go through our curriculum. Okay. So once you've been, maybe you put it out there, hey, I'm interested and and the society supports that notion and, and wants to nominate you. What, how does that flow once they, once they say, this is somebody we would recommend for participating in the Physicians Leadership Academy? Um, as you know, MAG every year has a House of Delegates and meeting in which all members from are, are represented from all across the state and from each different medical specialty society. There are sections that represent medical students and residents and young physicians. At the end of that House of Delegates in a, a meeting, then a call goes out for nominations. And over the next two months' time, uh, uh, different organizations will, will nominate individuals who agree to go through the program, which lasts a whole year. There's six sessions to the program. Most of them are on weekends. Um, and they'll either be for one or two days on a weekend. Well, there's one day, one day in which we meet during the week because we come to Atlanta to actually practice advocating at the Capitol, which has to be during the week because the legislators don't meet there during the weekends. But the uh, after all the nominations have been submitted, then we have a steering committee that's composed of members that have been appointed by the MAG Foundation, of course, which is the 501c3 organization, which we are a subsidiary of. And... Also, each class that we've ever had also has one member on that steering committee as well to help represent and help us get the message back to their classes and to help us in helping you raise funds to sustain this project. That steering committee then meets and selects from those nominees who the class will be for the next year. And then you you went through the program not too long ago, Dr. Barber. I did. Talk about your experience going through that year. I, I was looking online and looking through some of the different projects that that physicians have launched into. What, yeah. what was that process like for you, deciding on what you wanted to try to achieve, and and uh, how did it flow for you? Sure. Uh, what a great year. What a great memory. Would love to do it again. I asked Dr. Clark if he'd fail me so I could repeat the course, but he, <laughs> he wouldn't do it. But the the program has was basically six weekends, five weekends in, in a weekday session. And uh, each of those sessions consisted of an educational component, a didactic component. Again, focusing on advocacy, on communication and conflict resolution. But in addition to the educational portion, there was a very important and crucial social component of networking. Each session had a really rich networking experience where I was able to uh, interact with existing and future leaders and, and get to know people better. And, and the networking part was really crucial. Also, one uh, thing that's really cool about the GPLA is that it does offer 22 hours of CME for physicians. And I think that's really a, a real key, a home run for that. Um, two of the sessions that I thought were just outstanding were uh, media training, which um, we've been so fortunate to have uh, U.S. Congressman and uh, orthopedic surgeon and MAG member Tom Price come talk to us and about how to interact with legislators in a, in a uh, behind-the-scenes fashion. Great me- media training. And then another uh, favorite event is the uh, social event on the 
Dr. Bill Clark roof at Sea Island, which is just a, a really fun time and a great to get to know other physicians. St. Simon's Island. St. Simon's, my apologies. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You weren't paying attention. You got to go back and do it all over That's again. It, Don't make me. <laughs> no, I have been back every year since then. It's just been a great, great experience. And uh, it's an alumni weekend kind of thing. And uh, just you, you just can't imagine how great the friendships that you develop over this year in that environment. I've been talking with Dr. Jim Baker, Dr. Jim Barber, and Bill Clark about the uh, Physicians Leadership Academy that's part of Medical Association of Georgia. Learning about how they uh, take a group of physicians into this year-long project, and as Dr. Barber was describing, teach them across a wide range of communication skills that will help them better be able to interact with the legislative bodies. And as Dr. Clark was talking about earlier, even local community members uh, and leaders to be able to advocate on behalf of patients and uh, physicians alike. What what kind of project did you do? Uh, My project was on creating a a trauma network or improving the existing trauma network. And um, being in South Georgia and Coffee County, I saw that there was a real crisis in access to trauma care in Georgia. So my project was to raise awareness with the public and work with the Medical Association of Georgia and the state legislature. And the end result was SB 60, which was a bill that was passed to create the Georgia Trauma Network Commission and provided some trauma funding. Although you know there is still more work to do, it was very satisfying. I would imagine that would be uh, quite rewarding to see a, a, an addition of services like that that can have such an impact on the community that you're serving to uh, to be able to leave your mark like that would be, I, I think, pretty exciting. I, I saw that you were uh, a leader of GAMPAC. Talk about that, because I'm sure that happened after you went through GPLA. Absolutely. <laughs> um, GAMPAC is the political action committee of the Medical Association of Georgia. And we work with uh, any legislator, a Republican, Democrat, or otherwise, to help improve health care in Georgia. We basically uh, build relationships. We get the opportunity to tell the great story. You know, physicians really are the uh, best well-trained in knowing how to take care of patients. And so when our voice doesn't get out there, it's because we're not doing our job. And so uh, GAMPAC helps us build a relationship so we can share that uh, patient care story with the legislator. And for you, what was it like the first time that you're going to the Capitol, you're going to walk in, you're going to start talking to Georgia state legislators and senators, <laughs> uh, you know, what, 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 what was that experience like for you? Uh, prior to, to GPLA, I think it was a little overwhelming and, and really uh, we, we wouldn't have known what to expect. I certainly hadn't had any experience with that. And uh, the GPLA training with, with Tom Price and others really help, uh, help equip to, to streamline the message, make the message effective and clear and, and uh, really know how to communicate better with the, with uh, legislators. I don't think I'm really good at it. I still need a lot of practice and I enjoyed uh, practicing today some more, but uh, certainly I feel better prepared having gone through GPLA for sure. Yeah. And, you know, I've had a chance to meet a couple of the representatives actually through through the work we've done with the Medical Association of Georgia. They seem like fairly regular people in the <laughs> end. Um, get nervous in front of a mic, which I thought was kind of ironic. Um, yeah. You know, as far as your your colleagues around the state, I mean, do you have advice for them as as far as 
becoming more of an advocate for themselves and for the patients that they're serving and being a little bit more active around these types of activities. I, I have a feeling that there's a lot of them out there that just don't feel like they have the time, but I'm, I would imagine that there are ways that they can serve, whether they go through the Leadership Academy or, or not, there's probably some ways that they can participate and in, in, enhance both their their personal, the richness of their career experience sure. by doing some things like you talked about having an influence over how medicine is practiced in the state. But what, what would you say to your colleagues around stuff like that? I would say take one step forward towards solving a problem because all of us as physicians know that there's at least one difficulty in caring for patients. And every physician is a leader at some level. It may be a, uh, not very visible or maybe highly visible, but Every physician is a leader. And so I, I would ask my colleagues, are you doing the best you can as a leader? Can you do better? And perhaps GPLA is the way to improve those leadership skills. I, I can't really uh, say what each physician might need to do, of course, but I do know that that participating in GPLA is a great first step in that direction. Mm-hmm. And, and even if, if they don't go through the academy, uh, participating in the House of Delegates, if possible, or um, verbalizing, just suggesting topics and focus, giving feedback to the association so that if they aren't able or in a place where they're willing to devote that time, at least can donate some some in- intellect and some mental energy to the process. Just serving on the council of their specialty society. That's, there's a lot of interest in that of folks, especially younger mm-hmm. physicians. Mm-hmm. I would also uh, remind everyone who's wondering what the, how they could ever get better at advocacy that every legislator has more than one physician that he or she has to see over the course of his lifetime. Their children need doctors, and we know that they're seen by doctors. Now, we don't think it's appropriate for you to misuse the doctor-patient relationship in times when there's stress or there's severe illness or when death may be near. But there are many other times when you really develop a bond with your patients, and it's okay when you're outside of the direct patient care arena, it's okay for doctors to approach legislators that they have a personal relationship with and say, hey, here's something that I'm concerned about. And those folks actually are considered more trusted advisors because you trust your personal physician perhaps than our lobbyists for sure, and perhaps even than other physicians that they're just meeting for the first time. So I would encourage any physician who has a legislator as a patient to speak with this legislator at a time of of his or her own choosing that's not directly impacted by patient care and carry the message that what they think is important. These folks know when they know that they don't understand medicine and medical issues any better than we may understand That's what right. their profession is, which may be an electrician or, or an insurance salesman or a banker or an attorney. And they're very well, I found that they're very, very willing to listen to whatever you have to say. And we'll really treat us as physicians with respect if we'll only have the nerve to approach them with respect as legislators. Now, go ahead. You know, CW, I, I sometimes just to uh, echo some of uh, Bill's comments and add a little bit there. Uh, some colleagues seem to not feel compelled to get involved with advocacy and go down to the Capitol or whatnot. And and for for those colleagues, I would say that there are issues that are facing patients that require us, require us as physicians to work collectively to solve. Look at the laws that have been passed. Sure. And, <laughs> and, you know, tomorrow at the Georgia State Capitol, if physicians don't show up, legislation will carry on and public policy will be made in our voice, which we believe is the, the correct answer will not be heard. And that is why we have to be there and be engaged in the advocacy process. I agree with that statement. And 
is there a way if if I'm not participating in in the academy itself, is there a way that I can support the continuation or the ongoing process of the Leadership Academy oh, ab- as a physician? Absolutely. Um, we are, again, a subsidiary of the MAG Foundation, which is a 501c3 of subsidiary of the Medical Association of Georgia. So our programming is uh, it requires money, and, and it, there is a tuition fee of $1,000, but essentially each program costs between four dollars and $5,000 per student to graduate. That money we raise as much as we can from our steering committee members and from our graduates but any physician or any other organization that would like to support this type of leadership training for physicians, we would really welcome their participation as as a recipient of a grant or a donation, a financial donation, or to sponsor a dinner or sponsor one of some of our some of our activities would be greatly appreciated. And tell folks where they can go to get more information about the the Physicians Leadership Academy. I'm sure there's some information. I know there is on the website for MAG. Any any other would, dedicated space that they can go? Well, the the closest thing is to go to mag.org, and then go to the um, GPLA. Well, it's GPLA, but isn't it under the it's under the Foundation tab, which is yeah, under Organizations yeah. tab. Mag not, mag.org slash affiliates right. slash mag dash foundation. But, slash academy yeah, but it's easy one. to get to <laughs> if you if you don't if you don't want to tap that in it's very easy to uh, to find on the website i, I usually I, just google search it if you put in uh, mag yeah, GPLA, right. you'll, you'll hit go, it right away you'll go right to it and <laughs> right. uh, you won't have to remember all of that right um what about contact information for your individual practices you're welcome to share that my email is jbarbermd at gmail.com and i am sw clark three the number three at bellsouth.net our practice is at uh, the Clark Eye Clinic. It's at, at 502 Isabella Street in Waycross, Georgia. Now, are you a third? I am. I'm a third as well. I was <laughs> I was Trey. So, well, okay. so pleased to uh, have another Trey in the in the studio today. Any final thoughts before I let you guys go? I know that you have a busy schedule this afternoon, and we're trying to uh, get you back to your to your work quickly. But uh, before mm-hmm. I let you go, I, I I'd say that today has been a really great day. This interview has been wonderful and spending time with Dr. Clark has been wonderful. And it just reminds me that spending quality time with other physicians who want to make a difference is fun and addictive. Well, I think it, I think the time is now really, I mean, the, the things that have been put in place already that are affecting us, in my opinion, um, in some ways negatively, uh, I think it's very important right now for for those of us in the healthcare profession to really stand up and start being heard and, and talking about ideas and, and coming forth with those because they're going to be, as you talked about, uh, legislation is going to be passed. And it's already underway. So uh, to be able to steer it in the right direction, I think, yes, is very, yes. very, very important. Yes. We don't want the government running healthcare. <laughs> no, we don't. They're already doing it some, in, in, in one place, and it's not a very good example. So uh, make sure that you uh, get involved with either supporting the uh, Physicians Leadership Academy that's part of Medical Association of Georgia. Uh, and, and if you can't do that, um, at least be, you know, have your voice be heard and participate yes. in the various advocacy efforts of the Medical Association of Georgia and and uh, and, and share your ideas uh, because that intellectual capital is really valuable and, and you are the experts. So we're looking for that to come from you. Gentlemen, I really appreciate you making time to, to squeeze in a little bit of a discussion about this before you had to uh, head out of town. Well, thank you so much, CW. Thank and you, CW. If you're listening to us on the podcast and you've not done so already, go to the upper left-hand corner of the Top Docs Radio Show page. You'll see the Apple logo there. That'll take you to the iTunes 
Top Docs Radio Show podcast, subscribe to us so that you can get each week's new episode downloaded straight to your device for the ride to work or walking the dog, whatever the case may be. And uh, to all the folks that took time to check out our show today, we want to say thank you very much. Your time is very valuable to us. Make an appointment to see us same time, same place next week. We'll see you then. 